Come on, give him one more big victory shout, one more big praise. Amen. Anybody in here a believer? Yeah, isn't that a cool song? You know, I've seen you move. Can I get a witness? Have you seen God move in areas of your life that's amazing? You know, you look at other people and you're seeing God move in their life. Man, I, you know your mind has the ability to minimize or to maximize. You, 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 can, you can look at a thing and you can minimize it, or you can look at the very same thing and you can maximize it. You know, uh, it's kind of like two individuals looking at one roller coaster. One is just freaked out in fear, and the other one's just pumped with excitement. You know, right? One thing, two different definitions. And, and, and one is magnifying one part and minimizing the other, and the other is just the opposite. And, and, and what happens in life is a lot of times we look at things and we have a tendency to minimize what we should be maximizing, and we maximize what we should be minimizing, right? Because we, we, we have a bad day, we, there's storm comes or the wind hits or something like that, and we minimize it. You know, it's like, you know, we all do it. You know, it's like when, when the snow started falling about three years ago. And, and, uh, and it, well, what I just do there, I just maximized it. You know, but you have the ability also to minimize it. You know, when God's moving, David said, oh, magnify the Lord with me. Well, obviously, magnify. You can't make God bigger. But, but, you know, intensify your focus on what God's doing. God's doing amazing things. I'm telling you, he's doing amazing, life-changing things. Just last week, you know, one of the gals, uh, one of the gals was sharing with me that she was uh, standing up, you know, during worship, and we were worshiping, and, and, and I, I don't even remember what service it was, but as they were worshiping, something in the song was talking about healing, and I just began to pray over the congregation, and, and she said it, it almost felt like I'd stepped right up. She actually checked to see if I'd come to pray for her. But, she, but you know what, it's just, it was just one of those moments, and, and it's like she could just hear it, and, and, and she said, you know, her head began to tingle. I was releasing healing through the house, and, and her, her, you know, you might think, dude, that's weird. Yeah, you're telling me, you know, and, and her head began to tingle, and it, and it kept doing that for like, you know, it, see, I could maximize this. It did that for weeks. It's still tingling, you know. I don't know how long it went. Her head was tingling. She didn't realize until later in the week, she had had this issue for most of her life where uh, a little bit of anxiety, maybe she'd pull out chunks of her hair. She'd pull her hair out. And she'd have piles of hair, and she'd look at it and go, oh, God, you have to, you know, heal me of that. And during that service, her head got tingly. We're just praying. And it wasn't until later in the week that she realized, I've stopped doing that. Come on, somebody, magnify the Lord with me. You know, isn't it crazy? You know, I, 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 had, a, I had a gal this morning stop and say, uh, hey, hey, we've been doing the fast. How many of you guys participated in the fast? Isn't that awesome? I think you got to give yourselves a hand. Thank God for ice cream today. Amen? <laughs> Praise Jesus. But uh, I, had, I had a lady stop me this morning during the fast. You know, we've just, me and my husband, we've never done that. We've, we've, we've you know, we've gone a day or so, you know, a couple of days one time trying to do something. But, but we went 21 days, and, and, and we, we read the word together. We prayed together. And it wasn't a huge amount of time investment, but we just did that. And, and, and you know, and kind of, kind of began to wonder what God was going to do. But she said just the other day, you know, as my husband was leaving the house, he stopped and kissed me on the cheek, which that was totally radically new. And, and he looked at me, and he said, I just can't can't believe how much joy we have. He said they had never had joy in their house like that. Never been like this before. Radically changed their life. Come on, somebody, magnify the Lord with me. And it's like, 
Isn't it funny? Isn't it funny, though, in a way that, that we kind of got to, it's like we got to prime the pump. God's doing great things. You got you to gotta get this in your spirit. You got to let God's word change the way you think, which will change the way you feel, which will change the choices you make, which will change the actions you perform, which will change the habits you develop, which will change the character you possess, which will change the end result that you experience. And you got to let it do it. The Bible says receive with meekness. That's not a spirit of timidity. It is a teachable spirit. Receive with a teachable spirit the engrafted word of God, which has the power to change the way you think. God's word has the power to change the way you think. Trust me, there are a lot of people who are, this is how they're thinking, see, because they maximize the wrong thing, minimize the wrong thing, and all they need to do is get their world turned right side up again, right? There's a lot of people right now, here we are at 12 o'clock noon launching a service, and they, you know, they think that if we had taken a vote, by the way, if we had taken a vote, 12 o'clock wouldn't happen. Why? Well, because people, you know, they, they, they like to be gone by now. They're not, they don't, not thinking about people who can't make it before 12. And so I actually have people in the, in the back of their mind, and I'm, this is not a judgmental statement. Let's, this is just a reality check. But we actually have people who are kind of hoping this service doesn't succeed. Well, aren't we thinking wrong? Just think. You see, God, God healed somebody. God delivered somebody. God, God's brought a marriage. Think what he could do. Just begin to think. Receive, you know, let him change the way you think. Let his word, get into his word until it changes the way you think. Because you know what? I've seen him move. And he's moved the mountains. And I believe he's going to do it again. And he's going to do it for you. And I, I just believe that. But you got to get that word in there. And that word is going to become a light. And it's going to let you see stuff from a perspective you've never seen before. But you know what? We're living in a really weird time, aren't we? I mean, even in the church, check it out, 2 Timothy chapter 3. And see, I think God knows that your mind is going to fight his way. I think he knows that uh, the way you were raised is going to fight his ways. I think he knows that the way that you've experienced things and the situations and circumstances that you've been pulled through and, and looking at them with an unrenewed, I think he knows that it's going to struggle. But he can change the way you think. He can let you see right again. But listen to this. It says in uh, verse 1, you must understand this. Man, you got to get this. In the last days, there's going to be violent periods of time. People will be selfish and love money. Could we not stop right there and just preach? I mean, dude, it's like we're living in this. Some of you guys are going to be, in a minute, you're going to think, my Lord, they've written my story in the Bible. They brag about themselves. They're arrogant. They use abusive language. Don't, don't let yourself see the faces of others. <laughs> Just see yourself. They will curse their parents. They'll show no gratitude. They'll have no respect for what is holy. They will lack normal affection for their family. They will refuse to make peace with anyone. That, that literally means if there's anyone you refuse to make peace with, this is about you. They will be slanderous, lack self-control, be brutal, have no love for what is good, They'll be traitors. They'll be reckless. They'll be conceited. They will love pleasure rather than, more than God. They will appear to have a godly life, but they will not let its power change them. Guys, this is rampant in the church. People that appear to have a godly life, but bless God, you're not going to change the way I live. 
Yeah, they, they look good on the outside, but on the inside, they dig in their heels in, and, and, and God can't change the way they think. They will not hear, receive, love, and obey his word. Why? Because, because they, like, they like their life that way. They, they, they're not going to align with what's right. They're just going to declare, I'm already right. And then their family suffers, their finance suffers, their body suffers, their mind suffers, their emotions suffers, their relationships suffer, their businesses suffer. Everything's suffering. But we're not changing. I pray I'm not talking about you. Yeah, it might get quiet in here a few at a different moments today. Well, it's the day that we're living in. Think about it. We've got mega churches everywhere. But evil's on the increase like never before. Hello? I mean, church attendance is way up in America. But so is demonic influence. How's that happen? (laughs) Well, you know, the devil, he's just running rampant. Well, I guess. Well, yeah, but demons, you know, they're attacking our house and and our life. Okay. How does a defeated enemy get so much authority in the life of somebody who's singing, I believe? You know, for this purpose was the Son of God manifest that he might destroy the works of the evil one. You know, how, how did that defeated devil get the ability to wreak so much havoc in your house? What's up with that? Well, let's just read the Bible. Jude 1, 6, I remind you of the angels who did not stay within the limits of authority that God gave them. He's talking about Satan and his demons. But they left their place where they belong. God has kept them securely chained in prisons of darkness, waiting for the great day of judgment. See, they're, they're not in hell yet. They're not bound to hell, but they're bound to a region. They only have the ability because they are kept securely chained in prisons of darkness. See, there's a realm they operate in and it's called darkness. And darkness in the Bible is not the absence of a light bulb. Darkness is the absence or the rejection of knowledge. Knowledge is the light. Darkness, man, it, the Word of God says, there, I have no greater joy than this than to know that my children walk in the light. Either, you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, special to God because He's called you out of darkness and into light. Jesus said, put that scripture up for me. It's uh, uh, there in John 8. Jesus said, hey, I am the light of the world. Follow me, and you shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Follow me. He who follows me shall not walk. In other words, you can't have darkness and say that you're following the light. Are you with me? Come on, just say amen every now and then. I know it hurts. I know it hurts. It's going to hurt worse, so just enjoy this part. Okay? Uh, I'm the light of the world. I'm the light, and you don't have to. Look at it in the New Living. In the New Living it is a great translation, really close to the original context here. And, and he said, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness. You are not bound to darkness. The enemy doesn't have a hold of you. It's just you, you, often we choose to, to allow our life to be governed by darkness rather than to chase after the light. We are living in a day and an age when darkness is popular. 
but the Bible calls Satan the prince of darkness. Jesus, he's the light of the world. I mean, he, who, who are you going to let rule? Satan rules in the areas of your life where you resist or reject the knowledge of God in Christ. The Word of God says, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. All no, think about it. it it's, it's, uh, it's not the devil that gets to destroy them. It's the fact that, hey, God's bringing knowledge, light into our life, but we are rejecting that light. That's what Adam and Eve did in, in the Garden of Eden, is they rejected God's ability to govern their life, they, and they went a different way. And, and you and I have this same thing. You know, here's the deal. We, 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 we can appear to have a godly life, but refuse to allow the power of God to change us, or, or we can receive the Word of God and let it change the way we think and line up with God's way and walk in the light. It's up to us. Think about it. The sermon that you refuse to hear. I'm not hearing that. I'm not receiving that. I don't love that. I will not obey that. Then you're going to walk in darkness. In that darkness, that's the realm that Satan actually has authority to operate. You, I'm telling you, you can boot the devil out of your life. All you got to do is turn on the light. You, you, you open up the Word of God, get the light to shine, and, and guess what the enemy loses? He loses his ability to operate with any authority in your life. God's Word says that I've given you authority over all the power of the enemy. Nothing can harm you. I've given you authority over the power. Well, where's that? How come I don't have that? No, you got to walk in the light. you got to walk in the light. you got to do life God's way. Jesus said, hey, narrow is the gate and difficult is the way. That leads to life. Let, let me tell you something about God life. It ain't easy. What's the hard part? It's the demons fighting you. No, the hard part is your flesh fighting you. Because I want to do life my way. I want to make decisions. I, I want to rule. I, I, no, no, no. If you're going to get God life, you're going to have to do it God's way. Look at somebody say, I think he's talking to you. I want to read John 1, 1 and through verse 5. Check it out. In the beginning, the Word already existed. See it? In the beginning, the Word, logos, where we get the word logic, God's system of logic. It's literally an idea that God has every intention to express. So it's an expressed idea. By the way, that's all knowledge is. Knowledge is an idea that's been transferred. And, 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 and I like to read it this way. In the beginning, the idea already existed. The idea was with God. The idea was God. The idea existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through the idea, and nothing was created except through the idea. The idea gave life to everything that was created, and his idea brought light to everyone. And that light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. See, darkness can't put out the light. But you turn on the light, darkness flees every time. The only way to remain in the dark is to leave the lights off. The only way to walk in the darkness is to refuse to allow the light to shine. You have to reject the light in order to live in darkness. And, man, this was God's idea. God looked at mankind knowing that darkness is going to prevail here unless we bring light. So there, there's going to be a lack of knowledge unless we transfer an idea and let knowledge begin to enlighten my people so that they can say, this was the lie, but here is the truth. See, you shall know the truth if you continue in my word. 
you'll be my disciple, and you will know the truth. And that knowledge, the transfer of that idea, the truth, the transfer of that idea will liberate you. It'll make you free. It'll get you out, out from under the chains of bond. You won't be in bondage no more. Why? Because you'll know the truth. You'll turn the light on. Darkness will flee. And so he's like, hey, man, here I come, Jesus said. Here I come, and I'm bringing the transference of knowledge so that you can turn on the light, so that you can be out of the darkness, so that you, and this was God's idea. Everything starts with an idea. God's going to produce something in the earth. Guess what he's going to do? He's going to plant an idea in someone, in you, first. Right? Every, prior to 2005, can I just tell you something? The garden was just an idea, and it wasn't mine. No, hey, the two thousand into two thousand four, my idea was we we're going to Oregon. God had a different idea, and the minute that we allowed that idea to change the way we were thinking, we saw the light, and and, and doors began to open, and things began to happen, and lives began to be changed. Why? Because God had an idea. The car that you drove to get here started off as an idea. The the outfit that that you're wearing started off as an idea. The shoes that you're wearing started out as an idea. The, the haircut, the, the hairdo, the, the hairstyle that, that you got started off as a bad idea. It was just an idea. And, and everything starts with the seed of an idea. And God transfers that idea. I go into the presence of God and with his word and begin to get insight into the idea that he wants transferred to you. I come out and, and after a lot of prayer and seeking God, hopefully I've connected with God and I begin to transfer that idea to you. You begin to receive knowledge from that idea. That knowledge comes into you. It begins to change the way you think and lights begin to come on and you begin to see things that you didn't see before. Why, why does it work that way? Because that's the way God set it up. That his word is going to be like a light bulb and it just begins to illuminate the, the, the way for you so that you can walk in that way. Jesus said, I'm the light of the world. I've come to show you God's idea of how to do life on the earth. You've heard it said, an eye for an eye. But I say, no, no, no. turn the other cheek. So what's he doing? He's transferring this idea. This is what you've been taught. This was a lie. Here's the truth. You've heard it been said. You, you know, uh, don't commit adultery. But I say, don't even look at a woman with lust in your heart. See, here's the, tr here's the lie, but here's the truth. If you know the truth, the truth is going to liberate you, but that lie is going to keep you in bondage. See, you heard the lie that you got to watch out for yourself. Ain't nobody going to look out for you. You got to get what you can and, and, and spoil all the rest. But I say, give, and it shall be given unto you. Press down, shaking together, running over, men will give to your bosom. And he said, you know, he begins to turn on the light. But you have the ability to choose, well, no, I, I'm not going to go that way. I, I'm going to live my way. And there is actually people that, that, that believe that they're going to get a better result doing life their way than they would if they did it God's way. Well, why is that? called darkness. There ain't no better outcome that you could ever produce than the one that God has planned for you. Man, I promise you that if you collide with the will of God, you are going to be one happy camper. Okay, you're going to be, uh, why? Because his will is perfect. That means there ain't nothing missing. 
Nothing's lacking. His will is good. What does that mean? It, that, that means that, my Lord, His will is, is, is awesome for you. It's acceptable. It's the only thing you should be willing to accept is God's will. But without, according to Romans 12, without renewing your mind by the Word of God, you'll never know God's will for your life. You can't know the will of God unless you renew your mind with His Word. So you got to get the word in there, and you got to get the light on. Jesus even said, make sure that that what you call light isn't actually darkness. Because if you think what you have, darkness, is light, think about how powerful that is. We got to go after the word of God with a passion so that God can bring revelation, insight, and understanding to us. Hello? You know, think about it. Back over the history of mankind. You, you realize that every nation, every nation, not just America, every nation, every generation has always believed that government could fix things. Right? Every nation, every generation has always believed that if we can get the right government, you know, we can get the right solutions. But we've had everything. We've had Democrats. We've had Republicans. We've had it all. But we still have crime. We still have poverty. We still have hatred. We still have violence. Why? Wrong government. See, we, we really believe, we really truly believe government can fix stuff, and God actually agrees. But it's the wrong government that we're looking at. Isaiah 9, 6 says, Unto us a child is born, a son is given, and the government shall rest upon his shoulder. This is God's prescription for what is ailing mankind. See, if we go to your house and look through your prescriptions, we can determine what is actually wrong with you. Right? If you're shooting up insulin, what's that mean? You have diabetes. If you're taking Excedrin migraine, what's that mean? You have headaches. If you're knocking back uh, Pepto-Bismol, what's that mean? We want to sit by somebody else. <laughs> right? Uh, so here's the deal. God said, looks at mankind and he says, I'm going to give you something. This is my prescription. I'm going to give you a child. I'm going to send you my son. Why? Because you're in darkness and what you need to cure that is light. And upon his government, look at what the Bible says, and upon his government, the increase of peace will know no end. I'm telling you, you don't know how bad you need peace until you ain't got it. And you look at America, and, and, and you look even in the church, and you find families that don't have any peace. You, you look at people's finances, ain't no peace there. You look at their health, ain't no peace there. You look at their relationships, ain't no peace there. You look at their business endeavors, ain't no peace there. Well, why? Because we've chosen to allow the wrong government to, to rule our life. We bring ourselves under the, you know, the wrong type of of government. And Jesus said, I've come to show you a new idea on how to govern your life. I want you to build, and it's, we're not talking about a political party. We're not talking about, you know, a, a national sense. We're talking about a very personal relationship that, uh, that, that causes you to build such strong core values, and the pylons of your, of your core values are driven so deep into the soil of your soul that nothing can move you. Why? Because, because God has shown me the right way Ezra said, we're fasting, we're praying. Why? Because we want to know the right way for us. How many know there's a right way for you? Well, if there's a right way, then there's wrong ways. We want to know the right way for our kids. What's the kids? It's our future and our literal offspring. What's the right way? Well, there's a right way, then there's wrong way. 
We want to know the right way, God, for, to use our substance. Well, if there's a right way to use your money, a right way to use your talent, a right way to use your time, well, then there's a wrong way. We're, we, we, you know what? We want to know what right and wrong is. And we're living in, in a society, man, it, it's all screwed up. Let, let's just get real for a minute. There ain't nothing wrong. There is no such thing. We don't know what wrong is. You know, growing up in church, you know, and, and, and to be honest with you, a lot of it is like, so it's always, you know, it's like, so you got to find balance. But, but I mean, a lot of stuff that they taught us as kids in church, it was just, it was denominational preference, which is fine had they just only mentioned that part. You know, okay, this is Bible, but these are denominational preferences. Okay, I can dig that. I can go with that. You know, if you join a bowling league, they have some, you know, team preferences, because, you know, the color of your shirt and where the patch is at and, and what style of shoes you're going to and We want everybody on the team to have a double ball bag. Okay, that's just preference. You can, you can have all that gear and still you can't bowl worth a dang. Okay? Uh, you, you're just still living in the gutter. Okay? But here's the deal is that part of what they taught us growing up, you know, back in the day, they taught us the difference between right and wrong. Man, I'm, I can tell you, man, as a kid, when I'd go to church, and let me just share this with you real quick. Church did not last 72 minutes. Okay, when I was a kid, you know, it's so funny, because we're going to get out of here about 1.15 today, and uh, when I was a kid, we'd show up at 8 a.m. and go to about 1.15. That was one service, okay? A lot of times, a lot of times, we did morning and night services. Why? Because we'd like a little break in between, and otherwise, it just went all day. And, and, but they actually taught us, this is right, that is wrong. And when you'd hear what right was, you'd take your life and you'd move it and you'd position it under what is right. Today, there isn't anything wrong. We just take the right sign and slide it over us. Come on, this is really confusing for me because you're supposed to be able to marry anybody you want. Men are marrying men. Women are marrying women. You can marry a horse if you want to. It's crazy. Not according to the Word of God. Now, I know you ain't waving white hankies and shouting. I don't care. I still got to preach the truth. You, you know, the, fa the facts are the facts. Uh, you, you know what? It really bothers me. It really, really bothers me that you can get slain in the spirit, jump up, speak in tongues, dance in the aisle, prophesy over people, and you smell like reefer, and nobody even cares. Where's our core values at? What, 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 let me tell you something. That's darkness. And you know what we're believing God for? You know what we're preparing for? Man, I'm telling you that at the garden, there's some things that, that, that we want to be known for, and we think it's God's idea. And we've worked hard and long so that we could be known in this community and in this region as a very generous people. Okay? I'm telling you what, you go out to Hanford and ask, ask around, and what do you find out? This is a very generous house. Okay? 450 families were fed you know, last month in the parking lot. This, this, this Wednesday is, is mobile food banks. Show up and see what happens. And, and you know what? I hear about 450 families and want to clap, but a part of me says, it ain't enough. Why? Because we want to be known as very generous people. But you know, the other thing, you know what we're preparing for this year? We're going to be known as, as the house of very strong families. Okay, we're believing God. I think that's God's idea. I think that's God's idea. But the only way to bring strength to your house, man, is to do it God's way. And, and remember what he said. He said, and the increase of peace, it won't know no end. Man, you bring an area of your life up and, and allow, you know, bring it up under, under the government of, of, of God and his word and allow him to begin to govern an area of your life. Let me tell you what happens. Great peace. 
Now, you know what? Our finances, we, 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 we allow God to start governing our money at home, and all of a sudden, there's great peace in our money. Some of y'all could use some peace in the financial realm. But here's what's funny, is that you can be going through hell financially, and you swear to God, that's just some devil messing with us. Well, if he's messing with you, there must be darkness there. Come on, guys. Let the light come on. There must be darkness. Nope, it's the enemy attacking me. He can't touch you unless you open the door to darkness. Why? Because he's defeated. If there's, not, if there's not peace between you and your spouse, your marriage is in darkness. Thank you for that huge amen. Well, it's darkness in my spouse. <laughs> well, there's that demon raising his ugly head right now. You know, we brought our marriage up uh, under the governance of God. And guess what? Man, we have, we have an amazing marriage. Brought our family under the governance uh, uh, of God. Guess what? We, we got great kids that, that love God and like us. Thank you. You, you, you know, man, I'm telling you, areas of your life, you can, you can get, you can get uh, increases. You just don't know how bad you need peace until you ain't got it. And God said, you know, hey, think, think about it. He said, uh, uh, you know, great peace have those that love my law, and nothing can take them off the end. We didn't, I, I want to declare peace over your house. I want to declare peace over your finances. I want to declare peace over your physical body. I want to declare peace over your relationship, peace over our city. I want us to be carriers of peace. I want peace. And what's peace mean? It means nothing's missing, nothing's broken. Even in the middle of the storm, Jesus said, hey, be like the wise builder. Here's a guy building a house, building a life, but he's building it on my word. And the rain comes, the flood comes, the wind blows, but at the end, his house stands. But the foolish guy, he's got the same thing. He's building a life. He's building a home. And he faces the wind. He faces the, the rain. He faces the storm. But his house crumbles. God said, if you'll bring your life and bring it up under my governance, then your life at the end of the storm, it will not crumble. Man, that's what we want for you. That's what we're believing God for you. That, I'm telling you, that's God's plan for you, is that you would have strength. That you'd, have, that you'd have insight, that you'd get the lights turned on. It, is it going to be easy? No, because you're going to have to crucify that flesh that wants to do everything its way. But I'm going to tell you something. That's just an addiction to darkness. And all you have to do to break that is flip on a light for a minute. And you walk in the light just a little bit, and you're going to like the light way better than the darkness. Come on, somebody. You're going to see stuff you ain't never seen before. Why? Because light's on. You're going to get places you could never get before. Why? Because the light's on. You didn't even know it existed. But now you can see it. And if you can see it, you can build it. Well, come on, somebody. See, uh, let me tell you, the thought that's going to control your life is not the one that comes and goes. It's the thought that comes and stays. And when you take God's word and you begin to meditate on that word, it's going to begin to change your thoughts. And you're going to begin to see things that you could never see before, which will open doors that you didn't know existed before, which will get you to places you couldn't even get before, which will allow you to touch things you couldn't even reach before, which will allow you to accomplish things that you thought were impossible before. And that's what God wants to do in your life. He wants to enlighten you. He wants to deliver you. He wants to free you. He wants to heal you. He wants to bless you. He wants to increase you. And all you, but you got you to you get a new addiction. 
See, in the Bible, when it says that the, you know, Satan and his demons, man, they've been reserved to darkness. It's a reservation. Not, not that you make it the motel. It's like an Indian reservation. All I got to do to get you free is get you off the res. Okay? If I can just get you off the reservation and just realize it, that's the only way the enemy, the only way the enemy can mess with your marriage is if you stay on the reservation. Let darkness rule. No, I'm not going to let darkness rule. I'm going to move over here and do marriage under the, under the light of the gospel. Uh, the only way the enemy can, can mess with you and, and your children is if you try to allow darkness to remain there. But if you bring the light in to that relationship, the peace begins to increase, and there's no end to that increase. Come on, guys. Get hungry for the light. Run for the light. You've been called to walk in the light. He said, I have no greater joy than to know that my children walk in the light. So we're going after the light. And some of you guys, you're here today, and let me tell you what you need to do. You need to just say, you know what? Today, I'm going to allow God to begin to govern my life. I don't want darkness governing my life anymore. I'm not, I don't care what the world says. I don't care if it's popular. I don't care. God, I need you to govern my life. I want you to be my king. And I, I don't want it to be like, you know, in Israel, one of the saddest verses in the Bible says, in all of Israel had no king, and every man did what was right in their own eyes. And let me tell you something. That, that's a pretty sad state. You and I just do what's right in our own eyes, just what seems right to us. We just do money what, in the way it seems right. We just do marriage the way it seems right. We just do relationships the way it seems right. We just do family the way it seems right. But see, there's a way that seemeth right to you. But the end is death. Let's do it God's way. And some of you guys, you need to make a commitment today. You, you know, we're all going to pray a prayer. Just close your book and bow your head. We're all going to pray a prayer today. And some of you need to make this prayer very personal. You just need to say, okay, Jesus, come rule my life. And while no one's looking around, if that's you today, I just want you to hold your hand up. I just want to agree with you. That, yep, I'm going to let him rule. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's awesome. Thank you. I want everybody in this place, just pray this. Just say, dear Heavenly Father. I know I need you. I need your love. I need your acceptance. I need your forgiveness. Come into my life and change me. Change me from the inside out. Change the way I think. Change the way I feel. Change the choices I make. Turn on the light. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for setting me free. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Come on, let's give him one more big hand, big shout. Come on, somebody. Thank you, Father, for the light. Thank you, Lord. Man, just so glad that you're here. And, and just, you know, as we look forward to this coming year, I want you to begin to prepare. Just get, get a mindset that says, you know what, I'm going to prepare for my life making a difference. I'm going to prepare. You know, and, and there's families I know that need great peace. How many of you know of a family that needs some peace? Come on. Do you know of a family that could use some peace? Well, get them here. You know what? If you get them in here, we believe we can help them. Has your life been blessed? Well, let's share that. Let's turn the light on. Okay? And, and, and today, in this service, we, we want to make, make an announcement. And this is pretty big. This is a pretty big deal. Because it's going to empower you in, in ways that you just... You, Right off the bat, you, I'm telling you, this is going to be huge. But today, and you're going to find out in a minute how, how to make it all happen, but today we're launching 
the church app. We have an app for the church, and it's going to be awesome. I'm telling you, it's very awesome. It's very effective. They're going to tell you how to get it and how, how to download it and share it with people. Can I just tell you this? That you, you have no idea God's response to just one single act of obedience. And sometimes, you know, to just, to just uh, get on that app, and, and, and I want to encourage you when, you when you download the app and you get the app on your phone and on your device, and, and allow push notifications. Just say, okay, I'm going to allow push notifications because uh, uh, I promise you, you can turn it off later if you don't like what happens, but you will like some of the stuff that happens. And every, every day this thing can impact your life, but you have the ability to just, you know, to just send an invitation to somebody. You know, last night, uh, I, I was contacted by an individual over on the Oregon coast who said he, he came to church last night via, you know, the internet. And you're going to be able to do that on the app. It's just one button. And, you, get, and, and, and you, you can get people in church that wouldn't come to church. And we can get the word of God that they would never hear before. We can get it into their life. And if we can get the word into lives that it's never been into before, it can change things that have never been touchable before. And, and I'm telling you, God's going to do some amazing things. So I, I, I just want you to, you know, man, is it on a video? And it'll tell you how, it'll tell you how to download, download the app, start spreading the app. We're launching the app. And the app is an amazing tool that's going to bring life, okay? It's got, and it's a tool that you're going to get to learn how to use, and, and you get to help change lives. Amen? So look at somebody and say, I'm going to use my app. Amen? And, and I also want to make this announcement. In, in just two weeks, Michelle, Jarrett, and Prevail... I don't know if you've heard of them, but let me tell you something. They're good, okay? And they're going to be here with us in two weeks, and it's going to be an amazing service and a lot of music. And these guys open up at Creation Fest all over the country, and, and we're going to have a blast with it. And I just want you to start, uh, you know, use the app to notify others and invite them to be a part of that weekend. Amen? Hey, give God one more big shout, one more big praise. Love you guys.